Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning, Iowa Everywhere audience. Wherever you're watching, listening. Um, Yeah, I think that's the only way you can do it. You can only watch or you can listen. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's been a long Memorial Day weekend. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. Uh, we are presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. Funniest thing happened this weekend, Chris. Um, so we were at, I don't remember, we were, we were on the lake having lunch one day, and you were brought up, I, it's like my dad and like my wife, and people are talking about the show. And my eight-year-old daughter, Cammie, says to me, Dad, do you know Chris Hassel? And I go, yeah. She goes, how? I go, Cameron, that's who I do my show with. She goes, oh, that's two guys named Chris? And I was like, yeah. And I go, what? Like, where is this coming from? She goes, yeah, I know him from YouTube. <laughs> she thinks you're like a YouTube celebrity. So she and just here's, came here's, across me on YouTube? No. So she had heard your name get brought up around the house. Like okay. quite a bit. Yeah. So apparently what an eight-year-old does now. Oh, yeah. She just went to Google. And the thing that got pulled up was, Welcome aboard! It's a <laughs> Mazzotti's Monday! Out to the Midwest radio program. Yeah. So she was like, he's the guy from YouTube who just yells all the time. <laughs> Your daughter was like, he's the Marty Terrell impersonator? Oh. Amazing. It's funny. Like, well, how many months are we into this thing? Like nine? And like, she's just figured, it's just, but I'm never like. It's funny that she her. came across that video too. I can't imagine that that's at the top. But you got to realize these But kids, it's probably the sh- oldest. Yeah, well, they spend a lot of time on YouTube. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that it was the first. It could have been the most memorable to her. Like, she may <laughs> yeah. have gone down, like, the hassle rabbit hole on YouTube. My wife has never laughed so hard as when Sound Off 1000 had their, like, recap episode. You know, they played all the old, the be- played all the hits. My mm-hmm. wife watched, and she was laughing so hard at all the skits you were in. <laughs> so there you go. That's where you are. Just um, to pump your ego up a little more. Head's You're getting a bigger. YouTube star. How was your Boy, weekend? That's, it's, it's good to hear, because I'm, I'm kind of like you. It was a it was a long weekend off, and then last night was just was horrible. My my dog got up five times in the middle of the night with diarrhea, so I didn't get much sleep. I just, just got up. Diarrhea everywhere. What is wrong with this dog? Didn't you? Yeah, I know. We got we we're we're gonna take her to an internist. Whatever that is. What the hell is that? I think it's aliens. They stick an anal probe up her. Here we go. It's uh, back to the program. We got to have an anal probe reference <laughs> here on two guys named Chris. It never fails. Um, all right. So Gary Barta has retired since we last got together. It seems like so long ago now, though. That was what Thursday afternoon. No, was that Thursday yeah. afternoon or Friday. No, it was Friday because 
of course, I'm I'm literally I'm getting the oil changed in our car, getting ready for to go to the Ozarks. Like everything's packed up. We're picking Cammy up and we're leaving. And then this bombshell has to break. And then we're scrambling, trying to get a show together. And thank you for doing your commentary on that. Everybody should go check it out if if they if you have. Yeah, it, I heard probably. I heard Miller's commentary too. Yep, and John Miller got on here and, and did a podcast for us, which we appreciate. So, I mean, this leads to a lot of questions is why, who's the replacement? Uh, notably to me, what does this mean for this Brian Ferentz contract? I would assume that I would assume that it's still in place, but I would also assume that anybody to replace Barta would probably be like, well, this is kind of a stupid thing. This, you would this think, right? You would think, but like, do they just tear it up? I don't know how all that works. I actually thought you nailed it. I'll give it to you just quickly from an Iowa State perspective. My first thought, and of course, we're all human beings and selfish. I'm thinking of it from how it affects my team. I was like, I've said for years, Chris, if Iowa ever got some competency in that spot, shit, watch <laughs> out because they have a ton of money. They have a big fan base. There's all like, but there's been so much of the good old boys club where it's just they kind of, I don't want to say they settle because it's been good. Like, it's not like it's been a disaster. Kirk Ferentz is the winningest coach in Iowa history. Fran McCaffrey's going to NCAA tournaments, but it never felt like things were being pushed. It always felt like a little bit that at Iowa, um, you know, look at all the coaches. They all stay there forever. And that's. Mm-hmm. That's certainly fine, but it also means there's somewhat of a level of complacency in that, you know, um, sure. right or wrong. And, and, it, and I think you could be in a much worse spot than the Iowa Athletic Department is. But I, I think that you nailed it. Like, I, I was like, well, shit, I was about ready to, as long as they don't botch whatever this next deal is, like, they could go to a new level with this thing. And I think that's exactly what they need is we're kind of heading into a new generation in college athletics. And it's going to be an important decision, too, because whoever they decide, and it sounds like, you know, from the reporting, it sounds like Beth Getz, who just came over in September of last year from Ball State, is is likely going to be the heir apparent to Barta. Um, but this, this person, whether it's Beth or somebody else, is likely going to make some major decisions because the ages of these major coaches that Iowa has. Ference is 67. McCaffrey is 64. Bluter's 61. So, I mean, you would you would think that if this athletic director is there for 10 years, there's going to be some some big time decisions in a bunch of different sports. I think football is probably going to come first, football or men's basketball. Bluter seems like she could do it a little. She's the youngest of those three, and she's got it rolling better than anybody right now. But this is going to be some. Um, it's going to be a major decision maker, whoever is next in that Iowa athletic department. But it just seems to. It, it almost seems like they brought her in last year as the heir apparent, maybe as the wink, wink. Uh, pretty soon Gary Bard is going to be gone and you're going to be the person. She was a finalist, I think, for the Wisconsin job. Um, I know Ball State to Iowa is a big step up, but uh, it just I, I can't imagine that all these reporters who are saying she's the front runner are all wrong. It Do just you think Gary Barta got 
pushed out or do you think this was his choice? Just reading into it, I think he was pushed out. Uh, I just don't, I don't think he woke up one day and he was like, oh, you know what? I'm 59. Cause that's all he is. He's 59. Which was the upset of this whole story. I've got a cush job. Yeah. He's younger than blue. <laughs> Nobody would have younger I, than I thought Fran. he was mid sixties. I did too. I did too. I, I don't think he just woke up and he was like, I'm going to give this up. I think, uh, I, I think he was forced out. And I think one of the telling things was the, the Kirk Ferentz statement compared to the Fran McCaffrey statement. It was, it was, Ferentz was like almost stunned and upset that Barta, quote unquote, decided to do this. I, I think Ferentz is upset with something. I, I don't know if it's with Barta. I don't know if it's with the university, but I don't think Ferentz is happy about it. And I don't think Barta just made this decision on his own. Matt, has the has the two <laughs> the two statements side by side and it's jarring wow yeah when you put them right next to each other like Ferentz, I'll it's, read the... it's two sentences McCaffrey it's it's three paragraphs I'll um I'll read the Ferentz one for those who haven't seen it I was surprised to learn that Gary is retiring today I valued our working relationship as he led our athletic department over the past 17 years. I certainly understand and respect his decision to walk away and wish that he and Connie the very best in their new chapter. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, and Fran McCaffrey's like, like Gary Barta is the greatest <laughs> human being that has ever lived. We will never, ever see a better athletic director in the country than, than Gary Barta. He is loyal. He is committed is very um the yeah, juxtaposition I, there was wild you had texted me that and I, I was driving so like i didn't take a long look at that on on friday but man that is jarring after you look at it up close like that. and you might think okay well ference sent that on his own mccaffrey sent that on his own and they put it together i, I don't think that that's how it happens i i think that at least if you're if you're a competent department you see those two statements and you're like, ah, I don't think we want to release these together like that. I, I think we, at the very least, go back to Kirk and say, hey, this is this is the statement that Fran gave. It looks a little... Can you give little, us something more? <laughs> yeah. I, I think at the very least you do that or, or you just don't put Ferentz's statement in there right away. It just, it just looked really bad. And... I don't think that this whole thing was just a, an accident. I don't. So, if, I mean, are you are you cool with this Beth gets hire, if that's the way it goes? I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about her other than they brought her in in September. She was at Ball State. She was a finalist for the Wisconsin job. I don't know anything about her. I can't, um, I can't try to claim that uh, I know her through and through. I mean, she was the athletic director at Ball State from 2018 to 2012. Just off the top of my head, Ball State, and that's a Mac school and not a not a top Mac school. Um, I do remember them winning a Mac championship in football in the COVID year. 
Uh-huh. But I don't well, remember their basketball team doing anything. As an Iowa State fan, I've been told that anything you did during the COVID year doesn't matter. It's wiped off. It, hey, it, I, I've been I, told that many times by people across the interwebs. And I know I'm an Iowa fan here. But I, I don't give as much value to what happened the COVID year. I really don't. Yeah, I know. Everybody tells me that. Because I, I, <laughs> you know, I was thinking of LeBron and the Lakers and... Like it, it, it doesn't even seem like they won a title. They were down in that I, bubble. I actually, looking back on it now, it makes total sense how Iowa State thrived in that. Because it was less about talent that year, and it was more about out organization mm-hmm. and like your culture and like guys showing up and doing what they're supposed to. Like it doesn't. Like looking back now, like it, it doesn't but, surprise me because so that's what I, call, I think that's what Campbell's really good at. More credit goes to Iowa State than say. Let's just say uh, whoever won the Big Ten that year, I don't even remember. Yeah, it's six games because or whatever. Iowa yeah. State played everybody. Some of these yeah. other conferences, like look, at, like look, look at Oregon for instance. Oregon, what were they four and two when they played in the Fiesta Bowl? Something like that. Yeah, Iowa State played everybody in the conference and and beat them all but one and finished first in the regular season. Yeah, so, so I, I think there's more credence to the Iowa State COVID year win than. Yeah, a lot of those. This is what comments. Kansas State fans always are telling me that nah, that doesn't count. They'll be like, uh, they always give you shit. To, I, uh, listen, a lot it's to give to Iowa do. State fans shit about, but like, just <laughs> needling it's, it's, the yeah, it's you're so one Iowa good year, State, but though. it doesn't count. Oh, it's yeah, so, so Iowa State oh, that they did that. The, they had that year during COVID. Yeah, you go to a Fiesta Bowl and literally nobody could go to the game. Oh my! God. Could you imagine what? Phoenix and Tempe would have been like if Iowa State is in the Fiesta Bowl in like a normal year. My God. Thinking like, back on it, it's just, it's hard to believe. I was watching a documentary on, um, on I think it was on HBO Max, which is now just called Max. Is that not w- one of the worst branding decisions of it. all time? Yeah, I, I don't, I do not understand. I don't think anybody does. I'm sure there's a reason. There's some kind of financial reason that they did this. There has to be. But it was uh, it just came out. It's this brand new it's like a season of it's Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and the guy from uh Will and Grace. One of, one of the gay guys from Will and Grace. The guy that's actually gay in real life. They have a podcast and it's a really popular podcast. It's called Smartless. Well, they just released this um, highly rated, critically acclaimed season on on Max, and there's like ten episodes where they they're, they're going around, they're touring the country, doing their podcast. And this is what we're going to do soon: doing their podcast in front of sold out audiences in D.C. and Chicago and all this. And they they just have cameras following them all the time, like on their on the on the plane when they're traveling, and all the cars and the hotels, and it's really funny. But they're all wearing masks. They are like still. So apparently, it, this must have been taped a couple of years ago, at least. Oh. So oh, Jason okay. Bateman is on the treadmill, running like nine miles an hour in an N95 mask, <laughs> and it's just jarring. It's just weird to see you, and you can't not yeah. think about that, right? And they don't even mention it; like they don't. 
They don't say, Jesus, boy, it's, a, it's a, we're working out with these masks on. They're just working out with these N95s. Man. About three anyway, years I, ago, we were in the, the heat of it, man. If you think about that. Was it I think this years was two ago? years ago. I think two they years. started recording two this. Years. It was February of 2021. Um, Kyle says it was February of 22. I can't imagine there were that many people with masks a year ago. Anywho. Shout out to our friends at Fairway Meet and Grow. Did you see all the pictures of people's oh meat my God. that they were sending to us over the weekend? Somebody sent in a picture of pork butt that just looked juicy. God, we had so many. Pi- Thank you. We love it when you guys send us pictures of your meat. And tag Fairway on there as well. Oh, we and the ribs. People. Yeah, look, look at those ribs out. from Reggie. Reggie, helmet guy with some ribs. I ate some ribs. Oh, there's that night. pork butt. Oh, baby. Great work out of all of you guys uh, for, for sending those in to us on Twitter. Uh, I even did way. some grilling over the weekend. What'd you make? First time I've grilled in years. Made some burgers. Nice. It's American as apple pie, baby. You know that the key to the burger, you make them, you make them a little thick, don't overhandle them, and put that thumbprint right in the middle of it. Did you know about this? No. Put a thumbprint right in the middle of the burger. Why? That's what you got to do. Try it next time. Helps keep the do? juices in. Helps it from exploding. Interesting. What? Well, and then you can also why? tell you can also tell when you're supposed to turn it. And you're only supposed to turn burgers once. You know that? Uh, no. How is I it that I know all this stuff about? I don't do grilling the burgers. I, I I. I eat the prestige meats. That's what I'm out there making. You don't do burgers? I made some burgers over the weekend, but when I make a burger, I don't like put a lot of thought into it because I do that with my smoked meats. You know what I mean? It's uh, making a burger. Well, it's not a lot of thought. It takes 10, 15 minutes to grill it. You, you, you pre-make them. You season them up. You put that thumbprint in them. You put them on the grill, and as soon as that thumbprint starts filling up with juice... Moisture. You flip it. You know, I think. Um, what do you cook your burgers to? What 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 temperature you think? I don't I don't temp them. I know you don't stick that thing in there, but I do. No, I just look. Oh, I, I I've got to I've got to be I've got to be right on the money. I like it pink. As long as it's pink, I'm good. I cook it to one thirty five, which is technically yeah, That's technically undercooked. that is technically that's medium rare. For a That's hamburger. Pink. That is pink. Huh. I would if you're having yours pink, it's not much more than 135. Well, shout out to our friends at Fairway. Also, real quick, um, our Circa friends are going to be in Iowa coming up on Thursday night. We are going to do a little game watch for game one of the NBA Finals out at Wellman's in West Des Moines. I will be there. Uh, I've invited the entire Iowa-based, Iowa-everywhere group. We'll see who all shows up. But the you know, when the you know when the folks from Circus show up, they don't screw around. They give you drink tickets. They we have a hell of a time. Pretty sure Bohannon and Stansberry will be out there. I think Maddie Van Winks and Aiden are going to be out so there. So does that me. mean if Miller comes, he he can spread around his drink tickets to other people? Do yeah. they still give him drink tickets even though he doesn't use? Yeah, them? I mean if you ask for a drink ticket, they'll give you a drink ticket. I I I've, I've witnessed this. 
Okay. We just got to take, and then they usually have, like, so I'm wearing this shirt today, this Circa t-shirt. They usually have these that they're handing out to people. It's a good time. Do you remember when they confiscated my pills at the circ- at the stadium swim? <laughs> stadium swim. They thought they were drugs. Yeah. Say, so, Carrie, I take four pills each day. See if I have a bag in here. I'm you have like a pill caddy, no, like an old it. man. No. I do. I do too. So I, I, I and I, when I'm on the road, I just put them in a Ziploc bag, like a tiny Ziploc bag, and I keep it in my bag. So I had this bag of pills, and it was my, it was my uh, anxiety medication. It was my one of my cholesterol medications, the other cholesterol medication, and you take my cholesterol medication. Vitamin. Yeah. Thanks to my parents, I have terrible cholesterol it's every single person in my family has terrible cholesterol on both sides it's hereditary as they say so so i've got this bag full of pills and we're going out to do the podcast and you go through this security that's like it's like you're getting on an airplane (laughs) oh yeah keep it safe and the guy's like well you no, you can't uh you can't take those in here what, what do you mean like well, you know, we you know people are out here. They're popping Molly, and they you know we can't uh, we can't risk because uh, it, it's just it, it's not even in the, the the bottles. It's just in the bag. It does look like it looks. Yeah, I'm going out there to get happy. Yeah. I'm going out there to get wild. And there's so many in there because I I put there's probably 15 of each pill in this bag because I I use this bag to, I travel all the time. And so he probably thinks I'm going to be out there like selling pills to people. <laughs> so I had to get one of those little uh, lockers. And and you guys just went ahead without me. You made me stay back. Best. <sighs> so there you go. Come on out and have a cocktail with us. I'll be out there most of the night on Thursday night at Wellman's with our friends from Circa who will be in town. If you can't make it, do us a favor and download the Circus Sports Iowa app. Boom. Is that, this is what Ted Flint keeps tweeting about. Yeah, he's going to join us too, I think. he's He's been tweeting nonstop about this. Yeah, he's he's a machine. Speaking of your dad, I mean, I'm assuming that Did I Don, say something about my dad? Yeah, about his cholesterol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would assume that Don was locked into Iowa baseball and just talking shit to Iowa State fans all, you don't even have a team. I could just see it over the weekend. My dad never once mentioned Iowa baseball as a kid growing up. We never once went to a game. We went to basketball, football games. Never once went to a baseball game. Never watched a baseball game on TV. He never mentioned Iowa baseball. In fact, I didn't know Iowa baseball existed I really didn't. I thought they were like Drake football. Like maybe they had a special club team or something. Now all of a sudden, he's acting like he's some kind of Iowa baseball super fan. He's claiming he's watching the games and he knows all this history of the team. I said, Dad, they're not going to Omaha. They're not going to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to go. So they, they've been once ever, and they've never won, and it was 50 years ago. He said, no, 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 no. They went in 2015 and in 1981. I said, what, what the hell are you talking about? No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Of course they did. So you're telling me Iowa baseball was in the World Series in Omaha eight years ago. 
<laughs> wrong. Because <laughs> I get that what? Donald Trump gif. Wrong. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I must have read it wrong. Yeah, you did. And so they're playing. You know, he's never been to a game in Iowa City. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they they're playing in the Big Ten tournament championship game over the weekend in Omaha. So like, okay, why don't you go over? You know, if you're such a big fan, go over to Omaha, watch the game. Oh no, I got I got things to do. So then they go to the NCAA tournament. They're just over in Terre Haute, Indiana, which isn't that far from Great dirt track there, the Quad Cities. Oh, why don't you go over there? Check out your Hawkeyes. No, I've got things going on. What does my dad have going on? He's retired. He does. This is what my dad does. He gets up, has a cup of coffee, looks on Twitter, takes the dogs for a four and a half mile walk, comes back, <laughs> eats lunch, takes a nap, gets up at four o'clock and makes dinner. That's his day early bird special that's all he does but it it drives me crazy that he's trying to claim that he's an actual Iowa baseball fan because I know I know because I I became a fan of all the teams that he was a fan of and he was a he was a super fan for all the you know the Bulls the Bears the Cubs you know Never once did he mention Iowa baseball. But now, I don't know, because they're having a little bit of success. He says that... Can I interject? Yeah. Because I I feel like this is where the two fan bases are different. You know, because, like, you know me, I'm a huge Iowa State tennis fan, right? Like, I've (laughs) been locked on this tennis train for Mm -hmm. for a year. How much of it is just... um, Or... I feel like if you're an Iowa State fan, you just are a fan of Iowa State. More so than the individual teams. Like, that's why Iowa State fans, they'll just win all these, like, polls on the internet. They get yeah. their jollies off by, like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, where I've always felt like Iowa fans were a little more casual in nature, but there were a lot more of them. Not casual in how much they care, but, like, do you, do you well, see I'm not I'm gonna going to pretend like, to care about Iowa baseball when I've never but, cared about them but before. You don't root for them just because of the laundry, I guess is what I'm asking. Because I think an Iowa State fan, like let's say that the softball team was playing, I, I think you would see. I mean, we saw it for tennis, mm-hmm. right? Like I was literally like we were all up like live tweeting tennis from that one guy on that YouTube feed. <laughs> I think there are a lot of Iowa fans like that that are really You're just saying your dad is a fraud. And, you know, he's never been a fan of the wrestling team. He hates wrestling. He'll be the first to tell you that. So uh, he doesn't get into that even. Interesting. No. No. He thinks it's a terrible sport. And I've never been a wrestling fan either. Just like I've never been an Iowa baseball fan. But, I I mean, I'll say I'm pulling for them. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm pulling for them. And if they made the World Series in Omaha, that would be cool. But I think I think it's going to take something like that to really get the fan base behind them. I mean, there's these pockets of people that will get behind them and maybe travel to Omaha to watch that Big Ten tournament game. But until they make a college World Series, I don't think it's going to it's, be. 
a big deal. It's so hard to be a college baseball fan, one. It's twice as hard to be a college baseball fan in the northern state. Right. Right. It's just not fun to go out to the ballpark when it's 40 degrees and raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they what do they start playing in like February? Yeah. And then it's such a hard sport to follow. The media doesn't cover it really until mm-hmm. they get to Omaha. Uh, you can't just be like, you know, I'm a Braves fan. Like, and I have every time the Braves throw their first pitch, I get my phone buzzes and then I know to turn it on and or I'll have it on the radio. Like, college baseball just doesn't have that media infrastructure behind it, at least up north. Now, I know down in the SEC and stuff, it, it's a little bit different. It's a big deal but, down there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand that, but it's but not in the Big Ten. I mean, I grew up going to Omaha. We would go to Rosenblatt every couple of years and go to a couple of games and stuff. And that was always a big deal, but we never cared who was playing. Mm-hmm. It was all just about going to the experience. Sure. Except, except when the Cox made it. Ooh, they won it all, right? Yeah. Didn't they won, won it all? all a handful of times, I believe. But yeah, we would, we would, we would make a point to like try and get over there if they were playing, but it was, you know, we didn't like hang on every pitch. We didn't really care. It was more, just like a social thing to to go to that. But yeah, it's just, I, I, I've never been into college baseball. I pay attention when it's in Omaha. I do, cause, but it's more of a nostalgia thing from growing I up I don't even there. pay attention when it's in Omaha. I've just never been. And I, I grew up a huge baseball fan, huge, but it was all MLB. It was all yeah. Cubs. I, I've, I have never cared about college baseball, even at the the college World Series level. I've, I've cared and watched many 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 more little league world series games than i have college world series games your dad's getting all amped up in the chat he says baseball has been very very good to me hey don he's quoting sammy sosa with my dad over the weekend at the at the lake of the ozarks god love him and 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 your dad got brought up. I believe this was the same conversation where my daughter believes that yeah. you are a YouTube star. These kids, though, hassle. I'm telling you, like these kids, the biggest celebrities in the world are like YouTube stars, and that's like what the, they want to be. Like you ask a kid, "What do you want to be?" I want to be a YouTube influencer. Yeah. Well, and I they watch I these screwed, videos of these other people playing with dolls and stuff. I screwed the whole thing up for the uh, little kids at Morris Elementary in Bondurant. I mm-hmm. went and spoke at Career Day yeah. a few weeks ago. And my daughter was telling me that they had gotten like, quizzed after it. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, like, half the class put podcaster. <laughs> well, that's great. That means you did a good job. <laughs> yeah, but come on. Don't, kids, go to school, you know, become a doctor. No, they see you. They're like, what? he gets to stay home all day long. <laughs> and all he does is do videos that go on the internet. That is their dream. Here's a really funny story and it may a make you feel old story. So one of the little kids raises his hand and asks me the most famous person I've ever interviewed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, well, who... Who would like a seven-year-old know, right? Like I said, Matt Campbell, because I'm trying, you know, like <laughs> I've interviewed like some pretty famous people, but not like local, like like WWE guys, you know, like that type of stuff. I said, Matt Campbell, you get a few, 
I go, have you guys ever heard of George Niang? And they're like, who? Huh? Like, total crickets. <laughs> and then I said, have you guys ever heard of Brock Purdy? <laughs> they all really? just lost their mind. And it just, you know, it really ages you. But yeah, now that all these kids put out on their takeaway form from career day, you know, you had nurses there, veterinarians, engineers, like important people to society. Sure. And they all put podcaster on their X. When I was a kid, all anyone wanted, all any boy wanted to be was like a fireman for some reason. I want to be a fireman or an astronaut. Astronauts. Yeah, that's the, we're in the space phase right now. We watch space documentaries all the time here. You, you could not pay me enough money or threaten me with enough to get me in a spaceship. Really? I, I'd sign me up today. Like they say, well, what, 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 would you like to go to space? Hell no. Are you kidding me? I've interviewed an astronaut. Clayton uh, Anderson, Iowa State alum. Yeah. He's a big deal, he, too. He's um, a really big deal. Yeah, he I is. think he gave the commencement speech one year I was there. when uh, Was it Ellis Hobbs was uh, graduating or something? Somebody was graduating like 10 years after they left school, and I went and oh, covered yeah. it for Channel 13. Is that his name, Ellis Hobbs? Yeah, former Patriot. Yeah, yeah that's who it was. a really good player. One of the best players in Iowa State history, in my opinion. Um, that... It's funny because Matt, I wanted to interview that astronaut for the CW pod and Matt gave me like his contact information. And then that guy like sent me on to like his agent or whatever. And I was like, okay. Wait, that's what? How this, yeah. <laughs> the astronaut has an agent? Apparently. Come on. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do me, this. Let interview. me pull some strings. I got you. <laughs> he goes, well, he's yeah, a, he's an author it. too. Oh. He's an author. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that when I, when people... When you don't want to do an interview, because this guy DMs had no idea who I about was. About a podcast. Well, let me let me go ahead and forward you on to my agent. He'll take care of it. <laughs> hey, uh, Aiden, Aiden Wyatt's interning with us over the summer. That's your new role for me and Hassel. You're ready. You're our new agent. You, you good, Aiden? Well, I mean, everything, I, I everything actually, goes through me. All right, everything everyone? is through you. <laughs> Just let me know. Not to brag, but I actually do have an agent that takes ten well, percent of my money. Have his people contact so my Aiden, people. Yeah, Aiden, you get 10% of what Williams makes. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, shout out to our friends at Channel Seed. Of course, we are today in the Channel Seed studios, as always. And we are doing our daily shout out to agriculture. Did you know I love that these. the soybeans you see in the field... As you're driving around the state, they're used for everything from food to animals, for for animals, and for people who make crayons. Did you know that? Did you know that soybeans are in cray, or, or they're in crayons? Did you know that most vegetable oil that you find in the stores, you ever use vegetable oil when you cook hassle? Of course you do. You're not a psycho. No, I use olive oil. Oh, Jesus. I mean, is all is an it, olive a vegetable? You just, hey, can we just turn Hassel's mic off when I think our friends <laughs> from Channel Seed going on? Point being, you drive around the great state of Iowa, the best state in the world, and you see all the soybeans. Man, they're used to make a lot more. It's you know, not I have just wondered that. Like, what, what? What's the, what do these soybeans do? 
I have I just told that. you what they do. They make crayons and vegetable oil. <laughs> crayons? You're Actually, not one of those people they that, gave me that some calls more products. crayons? Hundreds of products are made out of soybeans. Like soybeans candles. are like the most versatile crop yeah. out there. It, they're insane. Can you eat them? Probably not right out. Well, Soybeans are could. like the DeAndre good. Kane of, of crops. You can do anything. You put them in the post, you're going to put them at point what guard, if I, what if put I them made, at the two. What if I made some chili and put some soybeans in it? Shampoo, ink, rubber, Shampoo. fuel, medicines. By the way, that reminds me. I don't wash my hair anymore. What the hell are you, what are you talking about you don't wash your hair anymore? Well, I've got, I've got news for you. You're not supposed to. I, uh, I had a visit with the old derm, the dermatologist, a couple of weeks ago. And I've been having some scalp issues. Dry scalp? You got the... Uh, Dry fight. scalp. You know, I just... I can never... never see, you know what and you they need. Dis- you need some of that head and shoulders. Well, so they discontinued my shampoo. And he goes, Shampoo? You're not supposed to be using that. I say what? What do you mean? I say you you, you you shouldn't be washing your hair. He said, "I haven't washed my hair in thirty years." <laughs> he did, and he's got this. He was he's like fifty, and he's got this full head of salt and pepper hair. There's it's not greasy at all. It looked great. I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" He said. Shampoos dry out your scalp. That's your problem. You're washing your hair too much. So he said, look, I'm going to write you a prescription for a strength, like a uh, maximum strength dandruff thing. Use it every three days. But after you use it, you have to use a conditioner. You have to. That's the, that's the key mistake people are making. If you do shampoo your hair, you got to condition it afterwards. has to be conditioned. It's not for your hair. It's for your scalp. I agree. So, <laughs> so I do this. Now I'm going three, four days between having to wash my, my hair. And my, my scalp feels great. Really? We we have been lied to by big shampoo. I'll be damned. I was going to think that it, it could have been your nozzle. You know, the shower nozzle? What, you low flow? A, yeah, you got a low flow system. Go, like, you know, the episode of Seinfeld where they mm-hmm. meet him in the back alley and he gets the elephant one. We only Great. use that for washing elephants at the zoo. <laughs> so that that's my advice, It goes folks. over to Newman's house and Newman's hair is just like hanging there. Talk to a woman. They wash their hair like once or twice a week. Go find it. Go find yourself a dermatologist, and they'll tell you that we're all washing our hair way too much. That's fascinating. And you, you can get to a. He told me your head produces this oil, and your head will. <laughs> Iowa Meat Sweats wants me to rank my top three dry shampoos. None. Your head will uh, adapt to how many times you... So if you're washing your hair every day, your head's producing like all this oil, just this insane amount of oil. 
cut it back. I your wash head will stop producing all that oil. I wash my huh? hair every day. Well, yeah, every most day. people do. I did. And my, my scalp was bothering me so much, you I was got, washing it do you have dry twice scalp, a day Matt? sometimes. You got dandruff? I used to, but I switched to the shampoo. Okay, so I went to this hotel, and they had this really nice shampoo and conditioner. I was like, I got to find this on in the store, online. I Amazon, go on Amazon. It's like $50 shampoo. It's this really good shampoo. But I love it, and it's helped. It's just changed your life. You know what you'll life. like even more? When you don't use it. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Perp Plus guy. But the thing with my hair is when I sleep, I sleep on my side, and my hair gets flat. What do I do about That's, that? What do you mean? You, 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 can, you still rinse your hair in the shower. You rinse it off. Okay, so just don't use shampoo. Yeah, just don't shampoo it. And if you do, use conditioner. Well, I'm teaching you guys about a lot of things here. The thumbprint and the hamburger. All right. We got two topics we got to hit before, and you have a heart out today. Uh, I do. I got the lawn guy coming. I got to tell him. Oh, Jesus. Shout out to our friends at Knoyer Garden Center and Grimes and Ankeny. They are also all over the state. Uh, Great locally owned company. They've been our sponsor of the month here in May, so we appreciate that. Any of your plant needs, gardening needs, all that good stuff, remember them. Locally owned. And they're supporting what we do here on Iowa. That reminds me, Williams. Talk about gardening and all that. Tomorrow, the last day of No More May. Oh, yeah. And all those losers are realizing that they totally screwed the pooch on this one. Idiots. Just idiots. You see those articles in the register? Like, (laughs) headline was like... (laughs) Even inventor of Nomo May facing challenges on May 20th. Yeah, no shit. We told you. God. Idiots. And this is another great example of don't let your political ideology completely control every thought that you have. How does everything become political now? (laughs) You know what? Me saying that the dermatologist told me I don't need to shampoo my head anymore somehow that would become political oh you're a hippie <laughs> that would be, so, yeah, I'm tra- so which side would i be on i would be the you're a lefty would I be the I liberal if you're doing that yeah i would be the liberal you're the naturalist okay. yeah oh but i have a b story real quick revenge of the a bees. p story a b story oh god's honest truth here so this is last thursday sitting out there was working and then there's bees everywhere okay like Where big ass at the ozark no, this is at my house. We have this like, it's not an addition, but it's an outdoor addition. It's like an outdoor room, but it's open. I don't know. Okay. I don't really know how to explain it. It's just like a, it's like a patio on steroids in my backyard. And these. Are bees you sure are, it was bees or was it like wasps or? No, hornets? these are bees, and they're freaking okay. everywhere. And we're getting a lot of the jokes from my wife, like, "Well, this is what you get for shitting all over No Mo May <laughs> coming at you, whatever." And. I noticed there's like there's like shit dripping out of the wood, the wood frame. You're, the sons, wood was oozing? Yeah, sons of bitches were carpenter bees. Oh. You know what a carpenter bee is? Oh yeah. And they had they, they had been drilling holes up into my deal. And like they were shitting and it was dripping all over my patio. So I put something up on Twitter. I'm like, what do people do about this? Yada, yada, yada. I had a bunch of people like, oh, we live with them. They don't ever bother us. And I didn't. I killed them all. I had an exterminator come out. 
on all that work Friday. all those people did in May, and you're out here just exterminating entire colonies of bees. Uh, it was destroying my property, Hassel. What do you want me to do? We've got flowers everywhere. I'm letting them pollinate. They can pollinate wherever the hell they want, but I'm not going to let them destroy my property. This is America. It's my, pro- it's my property. <laughs> Get out of my bitch. My, I have a right to protect my property. I'm surprised you didn't take one of your guns and just shoot at it. <laughs> well, I would have destroyed more property. <laughs> I got Damn. up there the so, night before so, and I sprayed some stuff into their little holes. They have five little holes. They were actually, because I had a bunch of people on Twitter. They're like, oh, no, they're not carpenter bees. Carpenter bees are only in the South. Wrong. They've migrated, according to the pest control gentleman. You know what that is? They've it's migrated. Warming. Yep. Everything, it's more, it's warmer now. So they're all up here. So carpenter bees, I, I guess that they don't produce honey. Because they're not. I don't know honeybees. what they're producing, but there's something dripping out of there. And it wasn't honey. Did you taste it? I I think it was shit. <laughs> what color was it? It was like a greenish, like yellow. Oh, what? I'm pretty sure that they were shitting. <laughs> well, they they must be doing something good, or else they wouldn't exist, right? Well, they're dead now. Damn. They are not welcome here. That's too bad. I'm fine with the bumblebees and stuff like, do your thing, pollinate. I'm good. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yeah, I've been stung by a bee before. Yeah. I don't know that I have. I've been stung by a wasp more, a couple times by a wasp. Yeah, I've been stung by wasps or hornets. Those are bad. Bees? Bees are good. I'm fine with it. Next time, let those bees live. Let those carpenter bees just... If I would have let them do that, they would have destroyed my deck in the next like month. When I lived in Connecticut, man, we had woodpeckers that would just, we had wood siding and we're kind of living in the woods and these woodpeckers, oh my God, they were just destroying every corner of the house. Yeah. And in fact, these damn bees... They have pushed me to the point where I, I believe that I'm just going to have some pest control to do the random, you know, the every two months come over and spray. Like, I I don't know what to do. Yeah, Adam There's, says carpenter bees are horrid. They ruin joists. The hell's a joist? And cause structural ja- damage. You know what a joist is? No. But they were they were absolutely causing structural damage in my deck. Oh, man. Missing fairway meat box <laughs> says the bee shitting story is the best way to start my Tuesday morning. Well done, boys. Seriously, because that happened right before we left. I got to go out there to my patio today at some point and hose off all the bee shit that's all over it. <laughs> I'm sorry that that happened to you. Freaking bees. Um. Let's do uh, apparently this. J- joists, joists are part of the lumber that hold the floor and ceilings together. That's oh, what Adam there you says. Go. The more you know, we're learning about thumbprints in hamburgers. What else did I teach you about? Shampoo, oh, don't, not shampoo. Wash your hair. And now we know what a joist is. I want to. I want to hit two more stories. Did you see this Premier League story about this club that has worked its way up to the Premier League, Luton City? Did you see any no, of this? No, the, the only club that I've I've heard about is the one that's owned by um, 
what's his face from Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Shop? Van Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder owns that one. Um, <laughs> this thing, so Luton Town went, you know, worked its way up to the Premier League. That's no, yeah, cool I've never heard of Luton Town relegation and everything i just want to show you their stadium matt did you get any pictures of their stadium it's the most interesting stadium in all of sports and it just blows my mind you have to enter a house to get into the stadium <laughs> what it only holds like ten thousand people the um, i'm i'm breeding here from an english newspaper the english or the entry to its oak stand is built into a row of houses adjacent to the stadium. So yeah, zoom in on that. It's like in the, it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood and there's two houses where the fans have to walk through to get into the stadium. And this is such a small league type of team. They're going to have to put like $15 million into an upgrade to meet English Premier League safety requirements for the upcoming year. It's the coolest story ever. This team has no business being in the English Premier League, and they've won their way up there. I was reading, because you sent me an article on this. Yep. The article said like this was one of the founding members of the Premier League in 92. But then they were like relegated before. But they were relegated like a year later, and it's just been a disaster. Like this, this whole this franchise. What's fascinating though is the economics behind this. So I, I was reading yesterday that they've spent like in the last year their entire payroll, like from uh, you know all their workers to their players, was like ten million dollars tops. No, there's one player on the team making a million dollars, and nobody else. Now they're gonna get like just out of being in the Premier League, they'll get like almost two hundred and fifty million dollars, like as far as a pay upgrade for everything mm. because they made it to that new league. That to me is the most interesting thing about foreign soccer. I, I feel yes. like they got that right where American professional sports are lacking in some way that does not prevent tanking. Like the the tanking thing. And you see what the Oakland A's are doing. It's it's just it's terrible, and that kind of stuff doesn't happen if you're an English soccer team because you'll just keep getting relegated and relegated and relegated, drop down, and lose all your money. You don't get yes. rewarded for being terrible, where in Correct. the United States you do. Yeah, you're exactly right. I would love to see some form of that come to the U.S., I just don't know how you implement it, won't happen. it now. There's too many unions and like, it won't happen. It's impossible. Like the owners would never agree right. to something like that because they've invested all this money in building the, you know, but th- this is fascinating. I, I don't know enough about it to give you a lot more, but this Luton city, you guys need to go and Google this stadium. It's freaking crazy. How that I thing. bet they've got some joists in that stadium. <laughs> a lot of joists. Hopefully, no uh, succession bees. finale. Bloom and oh I did a, about a thirty-minute podcast on this last night. It's up on Iowa everywhere. And, and hang on, spoiler alert! But it is two days after the fact now. Like, yeah, come on, you should have watched by now. Yeah, okay, but like, if you download the one that Bloom and I did, and uh-huh. it says 
recapping succession, like then I don't feel bad about a spoiler alert. We probably should give one here. If you haven't watched it yet, yeah. stop. Stop listening. Turn off your phone, computer, But I think it's fair because it's it's I did not watch it the night of. I watched it yesterday. And I I've never watched a TV show so early in the day as I did yesterday because I was so afraid of getting a spoiler. I couldn't even open Twitter or anything because I knew yeah. there'd be spoilers. So we watched it like 1030 in the morning yesterday. Well, you really got up at the roosters there. Well, we, we don't watch TV that early in the morning. What did you think of the finale? I thought it was great. Um, I didn't see it coming. I just... I could never really trust... I never took the guy... I can't remember his name. Madsen. I never took him seriously enough to know if he was actually being genuine with anything he said. So even when he was talking to Greg about being the guy... Tom. The, 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 Tom, sorry. <laughs> I wish it was Greg. Tom, about being the guy. Wom's gams. When he said... God, this line was hilarious. I thought... Why not get the guy that put the baby in her instead of getting the baby lady? I just, I didn't know if he was trying to play him there. So I I wasn't sure if that was actually going to come through. Like if he was actually going to put Tom in charge as CEO. And Tom might be the only guy in the world who would let a man talk to him like he did about his wife. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Tom's just such a... I mean, his wife referred to him as an empty suit. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's just it's just Tom. If you, I if loved when show. he called Greg into the bathroom. Greg, Greg, get in here. Greg, get in here. I need to talk to you. In, in, the, in the bathroom? Yes. And then they just slapped the shit out of each other. Greg's Those guys... Character. God, I, I would kill for a spinoff. Yes, with those, and they two can really do it now, especially now that Tom is in charge. Spin it off with Tom and Greg, where Greg's just going to be his little bitch boy. That again, that finale was such a roller coaster because it starts and it's exactly what you're expecting. They're all going to war with one another, and then they somehow end up at their mom's house because they're looking for Roman, and. There was like a 20 to 30 minute middle of the episode where everybody in the show became a human. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like, oh, wow, these are like actually like real people who have emotions and they, oh, these are like siblings that are, you know, they can have fun with one another. They're not just trying to slit each other's throats all the time. And then it was like, boom, get back to New York. One piece of adversity hits them and then they're all trying to kill each other again. And that was just kind of how the show ended like it, but I, I, it, it left you wanting, at least for me, like I was like, I was, I was happy that they had all gotten together and they were all on the same page for the first time in the, in the four year history of the show and that they were going to go and stick it to the foreign tech guy. Right. Like it made me feel that way. And then like, I was mad. Like I was, my blood pressure was rising when Shiv left the boardroom what were your What were you rooting for? Did you Did you catch the whole thing about how um, Kendall's 
kids aren't actually his? Yes, I did pick up on that. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, I had wondered because they are clearly a different race than he and his wife. That's what I so, thought too. But this day and age in TV, I just <laughs> they'll just throw some people together sometimes and they just don't think people will think much about it. Yeah, I mean, I had thought about that and then but I, I never But they put never they had never mentioned it. it. Yeah. I just I don't what got into Shiv at the end? Was it that she just could not let Kendall win? Or was she thinking, you know what, this is the only way I might be able to come out on top of all of my siblings because I'm still I'm married. married to Tom and I can control him. I I think there's a combo. I also so I had a little deeper thought onto it. She had always kind of been like the not not literally. I'm not I'm not trying to be a like the side type of piece to her dad. Right? Like she mm-hmm. it's just she and he and he would kind of like you know, you kind of like verbally abuse all of it, but she's so comfortable in that role because it's all she's ever been. So now she's like, well, I'm replacing my dad with my husband in that role. And this is something that's really comfortable for me. She's having a kid. But ultimately I felt like it was the Kindle thing to me. Like at the end of the day, yeah, we all got together. We love each other, but I can't stomach you was her line. At the end of the day, her jealousy and pettiness towards her brothers won out. That was like they tried to make us all think like, oh, they're human beings. And then at the end of the day, like, nope. It's a great show uh, from start to finish. I mean, I, I I hate that it's over, but I think that's that's a great way to do it. Go out when you're on top. You're, I, you nailed it on the Tom and Greg spinoff. We have to get it. Oh, yeah. The Disgusting Brothers. Oh yeah. What when you watch those two in the ensembles between them, it just has Will Ferrell written all over it, doesn't it? And he's one of the executive producers uh-huh. of the show. But like I can just see Will Ferrell his fingerprints all over those scenes. Great show. Sad sad that it's over with. Oh my god, it's ten twenty nine East East Coast, Chris. Oh, you gotta get out of here. You gotta your lawn guy. Lawn guy's coming. Oh, I got so much to do. Make Dog's sure you don't sick. have those carpenter bees. Make sure he he walks the property looking for the carpenter bees. If they came to me, they're probably coming to you. see, I don't think... The carpenter bees aren't down here because they all went north. No, they're they're down there still. Well, how do you tell a carpenter bee? Does it have like a little... It's got a shiny butt. A a shiny butt? As opposed to like a fuzzy butt, it's got a shiny butt. Okay. And they'll drill holes and start pooping everywhere. What the hell are you? What is? What is this man? What are you doing? Oh, you ever seen Wicker Man? No. Oh, turn it off! I don't want to watch this. <laughs> this is what the, your friend from the DNR is going to do this to you, Williams. He's going to put this cage on your head with a screen oh on it and dump like, all the carpenter bees in there. Get out of here. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back on Thursday. Later. Iowa everywhere.